0: This is News Talk 980
1: CKNW. You are tuned in to the app show thanks for joining us today i'm your host mike agarbo i've also got graham williams and christina Stoyanova, my app experts and co-hosts in studio today in studio today we have a lot to talk about uh we've got the hot five news apps coming up later in the program if you're a news junkie you'll want to stay tuned for that because we've got some uh, pretty cool apps to uh tell you about we've also got uh, what's streaming this week hot new releases on uh, netflix crave and amazon uh, and uh, we're continuing our uh, our iCloud series. This week it's iCloud Backup how to and why you should be using it. Well, uh, if you are following uh, the smartphone operating systems in any way, uh, you either have uh, an iPhone or an Android phone. Uh, Google is releasing a new version of their Android operating system called Oreo. On the line, we've got uh, our good friend Rose Bahar from Mobile Syrup to tell us all about it. Thanks for joining us, Rose. Thank you so much for having me. Oreo, uh, again, uh, Google has named the latest operating system after a uh, a dessert or candy. Do you think that's going to continue?
2: I think it has to continue, for sure. Next, next up is P. People are already wondering whether it's going to be pancake or popsicle. They got a lot of options, but for O, they didn't have very many options, so it had to be a licensed uh, brand name. And there has been actually a limited edition Android Oreo version of an Oreo out there. I don't think it's widely available, but it looked delicious.
1: I'll keep my eye open for that. Uh, When is this going to be available?
2: Um, it's usually it comes with google's own phone generally that's when uh, android 8 8- first hits uh, users is usually on Google's own phone, so they're expecting it with uh, Google second generation Pixels. We also know that the Sony phones, uh, the new Sony XZ1, Xperia XZ1 and XZ1 Compact will come with Android 8.0, so um, we'll see more and more phones come out with it, and then uh, we'll also begin to see uh, older phones start to update to it, but of course that's always an issue with Android. Um, fragmentation, and slowness uh, of updates for some brands. So hopefully it won't uh, take too long for everybody to get onto Android Oreo.
1: Most of the uh, smartphone users out there, if you look at market share, uh, Google Android owns the vast majority. I think it's 80% of the smartphones in the world. Uh, why should our listeners care about this latest version, uh, Android Oreo? What What's it going to do for them that makes their lives better?
2: Well, uh, even though some people have called it Android Oreo because there's no <laughs> big flashy features, there's quite a lot of uh, interesting little things that come with Android Oreo that will actually be very helpful and are uh, pretty fun. I mean, one of the main things um, is rest in peace to the blob emoji. So uh, everybody who's had an Android in the past knows that emoji look a little different on um, Android phones than, than iOS phones. And so now they're going to be more like iOS uh, emoji, which is to say more rounded rather than these kind of little blobby smushed figures. Um, along with that, there's also coming uh, over 60 new emoji, including a head-exploding emoji, a vampire, a zombie, woman in a headscarf, so a lot of interesting new emoji there. And then there's a bunch of updates to stock Android itself. So there is, for instance, notification dots, which act much like the ones you'll see in iOS and some other Android phones, um, wherein you get a little dot telling you that you have one or two new messages on a messaging app icon, for instance. Um, And then there's picture-in-picture, right? Users browse and open other apps while watching a YouTube video, and the video stays in the corner. So there's quite a few different things that are small, but very useful in Android Oreo.
1: It's interesting, because it's always kind of a battle back and forth between Apple and their iOS and Google Android. Do you think Google's catching up, trying to catch up to some of apple's uh, you know innovations on uh, the operating system side, or do you think Google's still far ahead?
2: I mean I think it's it's a bit of a question of Android has always been a little bit more fragmented and a little bit more experimental. A lot of different companies. Uh, sort of take that stock Android and do different things on top of it. So it is understandable that Android is a little more simple. Uh, Stock Android is more simple than iOS, Um, more basic, because other companies like Samsung and LG, they come and they put things on top of it. That's what is called their skin. So they they sort of trick out stock Android. Um, So one of these things that are coming with with Android, 8.0, 8.0. You may have already seen them on other Android phones, but that's because uh, you know a company like Samsung or LG. Well, they sort of went above and beyond to make that. Um, now that that Android is growing more and more or, feature rich, I would say um, you know it's just better for the ecosystem in general. So Android is just improving, and I, and I do think that it is getting towards the iOS level of, of cohesiveness and will continue to sort of move in that direction.
1: You know, what's interesting. One of the features uh, that I read about uh, uh, is uh, Wi-Fi and uh, improving in the Wi-Fi on uh, Android Oreo devices. Uh, on my phone, I always turn my Wi-Fi off when I'm out and about uh, just to save on battery and just so I don't get hooked into weird Wi-Fi networks. Uh, with the new Oreo update, uh, apparently it knows when you get back home and will automatically turn your Wi-Fi back on, which is kind of cool.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of little sort of handy things like that. Um, I know, mean, there's another thing that, that Android Oreo brings. Uh, marquee feature is instant apps, which allow users to access apps without downloading them. That's something that, um, that Google's been working on for quite a while. Um, so, you know, th- there may not be anything big and flashy to point to with Android Oreo, but there's a lot of helpful uh, elements of it.
1: We're talking with Rose Bihar from Mobile Syrup. I want to thank you for joining us uh, on the App Show today.
2: Thank you so much.
1: We still have a lot more to talk about uh, on the App Show, including... Uh, watching your smartphone and being careful that it's not hijacked. Also, uh, we've got our uh, iCloud series. This week, it's iCloud Backup. uh, And also, our Hot 5 list this week is uh, for the news junkies out there. Before we get to all that, it's iPhone time. iPhone Tip of the Week. Unleash the power of your iOS device.
3: So this week's iPhone Tip of the Week is great for learning new stuff. It's how to look up the definition, meaning, or context of things quickly. So if you've ever read an article and found a word or a term that you don't understand, you can get a quick definition in real time on your iPhone without having to search in Google or Bing and without having to leave the web page that you're on. So to do this, just press and hold on the word. A pop-up contextual menu will pop up, and you'll see three things: copy, look up, and share. Copy copies the word. Share lets you share it through iMessage or other sharing tools. But today we're going to focus on look up. So tap that, and you'll bring up the lookup sheet, which includes dictionary definitions, a link to Wikipedia, and a whole host of options like movies and TV listings, maps, Twitter links, and even Suggested websites. So it's a great reference that can help you connect to information faster. To recap, if you want context on something, tap and hold on the word, tap lookup, and that is this week's iPhone tip of the week.
1: Thanks, Graham. When we come back for the news junkies, the hot five is all about news apps. Stay tuned. You are back with the app show. On the line, we've got our friend Brian Jackson from IT World Canada to talk about uh, our phones, our smartphones. Uh, These are devices that many of us carry. But should we be concerned that they can be hijacked? Thanks for joining us, Brian.
0: Thanks for having me, Mike.
1: Phone hijacking. What is this all about? This is something uh, you guys are are following, and is it something we should be concerned about?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, It was my reporter, Howard Solomon, that brought this story to my attention. But I just think it's something that we all need to be aware of. And we're all familiar with setting up our phone numbers as sort of a backup if we forget our password to get into our email account or some sort of other online account that we keep, uh, it's often an option now to have a question sent to your phone number and then you can uh, respond to it and and get access back to your account that way, right? Because, um, you know, somebody like Google or uh, whatever online service figures that, only you can respond to like a text message or a phone call from your phone number yeah but hackers are now taking advantage of this and uh... figuring out how to steal our actual phone numbers so that they can get access to our accounts through this sort of back-end system.
1: Okay, that's really freaky, because if you do a password reset on many different uh, websites, uh, like you said, you have the choice of having uh, you know the password reset email sent to your email or to your phone number, like through a text message. So you're saying exactly. that they can now spoof your, your phone number?
0: Yeah, well, what the attack is and how it works is it's sort of like one of these social engineering hacks. So what these people are doing, the attackers, is they're phoning your phone company, like uh, in the U.S. uh, where this is being really reported on more, is they're calling AT&T or Sprint, for example, uh, and they're they're pretending to be you. So, you know, I call up uh, AT&T and I pretend to be Mike because I know you have your phone number with them. And I convince them that uh, I am you and that I need my phone number or your phone number really switched to my new device that I just got. And uh, that can be done. And if you get sort of a lazy call center employee or, say, Mike, like yourself, if I'm stealing your number, haven't set up proper security on your account, I might be able to do it.
1: That's kind of freaky because uh, I know many times if I've had to phone, uh, you know, one of you know, the suppliers I deal with, maybe my cell phone company and stuff, and they're asking me for that uh, information. You know, uh, a bad guy wouldn't have to have that much information about me to access my account.
0: That's right. And these days with social media, people are giving away more information than ever about themselves. So if you really want to steal somebody's account and you think that they're going to be a high value target, you can do a lot of research and know a lot about them. And answer some of these security questions that we set up, like, you know, the classics, your mother's maiden name, uh, the first street that you lived on when you were a kid, what is your pet's name, all of this stuff, right? So and,
1: and your birthday. People really
0: have to be careful. Yeah, the birthdays. People have to be careful and think about what, it is, what questions uh, do you really want to be asked. And if you're using them as security questions, don't give that information away online.
1: That's kind of freaky because, you know, when it comes to social media, that horse has left the barn. Like, I think about my Facebook account and all the stuff that's on there, all the personal information. uh, I'm freaked out now thinking about it.
0: Yeah, well, there's other things you can do to lock down your account. And I should say that, you know, we contacted the telcos here in Canada. Bell and TELUS didn't really have any statistics about how much of a problem this was. The Commissioner for Complaints for Telecommunication Services only had 25 incidents of fraud that resulted in um, stop service or a loss of a phone number. So hopefully it's not that widespread yet in Canada, but something to be aware of. And you can prevent it by simply making sure that you have a PIN on your account. So call up your provider and make sure that you have a PIN set up to actually make changes and access
1: your account. That's so funny because that's the one thing I hate. When I phone into my cell phone provider, I always forget my pin. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. one more thing to remember, right? Exactly. But,
1: yeah, but that being said, like, I've forgotten it before, and I still was able to, you know, talk to the, the call center person and get through because they asked me some more questions, like what my birthday was, where I live, that kind of thing. Uh, and, again, a lot of those questions they could find out from social media.
0: Yeah, it's all on there. And if, you know, you want to spend the time researching it and you know you think about everybody that you connect with especially as um somebody that is a digital person and you're looking to make connections online you know i i know that for myself i often connect with people on twitter or on linkedin but i've never met in person so you really know who's behind these accounts and what they're after
1: so don't post all your personal information up on Facebook and other social media accounts. Make sure you have a PIN number uh, for your cell phone uh, carrier. And uh, any, any other uh, ideas there, Brian, or that's uh, a good start?
0: That's really what you have to be worried about here. And um, if you want to make sure to review what your um, password questions are, you know, what uh, questions you have set up with your carrier... Make sure they're not too obvious and uh, that they really are hard to guess or gather the information so that it's really protecting you instead of just being the easiest thing for you to know.
1: Thanks for joining us, Brian. Thanks for having me. That was Brian Jackson from IT World Canada. Still a lot more on the app show today, uh, including uh, what's streaming this week on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon. Also, the Hot 5 news apps for all the news junkies out there. We've got that uh, in a segment coming up. And, uh, of course, uh, some Android tips. But right now we want to head over to uh, Graham with our iCloud series. What is it, and why should iPhone and iPad users be using it?
3: Uh, for me, iCloud Backup is probably one of the most important features, and that is actually taking what your phone, what's on your phone and taking it out of your phone and putting it into the cloud so that your phone is actually just the hardware piece. The idea here is that with iCloud Backup, when you've got it turned on, and you should have it turned on, is it's making basically a copy of your phone in the cloud. And the idea here is that at any point you could... Lose your phone, replace your phone, get a brand new iPhone, which maybe you're doing in October of this year, and log into iCloud on that new device. And it's going to grab that latest backup, which in most cases is, you know, um, maybe a few hours ago. Mine says uh, last backup was here at 5.35 p.m. yesterday. And you'll be able to basically restore that to your new device. So this to me is one of the most magical features because essentially the, the hardware is just the hardware at this point. You don't have to worry about sending people your phone number again, getting your contacts, copying your pictures over. So iCloud backup is an incredibly useful feature. The only thing that you need to worry about is, again, the amount of space. And we've kind of hit on this a number of times with the iCloud feature, and that is that the 5 gigabytes that comes with the free iCloud account is not nearly enough to do what you want to do with it. So you're going to want to spend the dollar to upgrade to the 50 gigabyte or even up to the $10 to to upgrade to the 2 terabyte service, uh, which gives you plenty of space for backups and pictures and all that sort of good stuff. So that kind of, in a nutshell, is iCloud backup and why you want it and why you should be using it.
1: Thanks, Graham. Let's uh, switch gears now and uh, talk Android. Android tip of the week. Make the most of your Android smartphone. On the line, we've got Rose Bihar from Mobile Syrup. Uh, Smart Lock is uh, the Android tip this week. Tell us about it, Rose.
2: So, Smart Lock lets you set certain trusted places and situations where your phone can remain unlocked. So, it sort of solves the problem of constantly having to unlock your phone at home. Since you're at home, you feel safe there, you don't need the lock to be there. Uh, So, you can set certain places where it will remain unlocked if you trust it. Um, To set it up, you can go to Settings, Security, and then Advanced to trust agents and turn smart lock on. a really uh, kind of nice way to not constantly have to be fussing with your phone and unlocking it when you're in a place that you, you know you're safe.
1: That was Rose Bihar from Mobile Syrup with Android Tip of the Week. When we come back from the break, it's Hot 5 app time. This week it's for the news junkies, the Hot 5 news apps. Plus, we'll be talking about what's streaming on Netflix, Amazon, and Crave TV. Stay tuned. You're back with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio, along with Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova. We have still lots more to talk about as far as apps are concerned, Travel App of the Week later in the program, and also what's streaming this week on Netflix, Crave TV, and Amazon, some of our favorites. But now it's that time for the Hot Five. The Weekly App Hot Five. This week it's all about the news junkies out there. Christina, what's number five?
4: The number five app this week is Feedly. This is a news aggregator, so you can actually select uh, the news channels you'd like to pay attention to and it puts them all in one place. This actually replaced Google Reader when they killed that a few years ago.
1: Well, this is actually kind of a cool thing because um, I still go to probably like a dozen different news sites and I'm going to all the different websites. So this all actually congregates it all in one.
4: That's right. And that's really inefficient, Mike. Why are you doing that?
1: I'm old school. I'm old school. (laughs) Uh, number four.
4: Number four is Flipboard. Again, same, same idea. It aggregates things, but it goes a step further and grabs things from social media as well. And it presents them in a really visual magazine style way, which is really cool.
1: Well, it's awesome. That goes to social media. So it can grab all the fake news as well.
4: Yeah. Isn't, <laughs> isn't that what everyone wants in their news this, these days?
3: But it's presented beautifully. So that's great, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, it, it is actually beautiful. This one's been around
1: for a while now. But uh, if you haven't tried it out, you really should. It's like your own uh, news magazine. And you can actually select all the different news sources in it. And it's beautiful, Like especially if you've uh, got a tablet, uh, an Android tablet uh, or an iPad. Number three.
4: The Economist Espresso. So The Economist is one of my favorite publications for news and world events. The Espresso app gives you the top headlines every single day. So that's a really nice efficient way to consume the news first thing in the morning with your espresso number two the cnn or bbc news apps uh obviously these are big news channels so you're gonna get the very best of what's going on in the world from those
1: see that's my old school way because i just go directly to cnn or bbc for my news
4: on the app or online on the app okay great well at least you're doing that
1: see i'm pretty cool Number one, and this is actually uh, a shout out to uh, one of our listeners out there who suggested it on our Facebook page. And I think we all agreed uh, that it should hold the number one spot.
4: Number one is Pocket. So this app actually lets you save articles that you'd like to read later, because obviously a lot of us are scanning content first thing in the morning and not necessarily having time to read it all at that time. Thanks,
1: guys. That was the uh, Hot 5 apps this week, all for the News Junkies. Uh, Time to talk smartphones now, especially the hot smartphones. On the line, we've got Alex Radu from IT World Canada. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Thanks,
5: Mike. I really appreciate it.
1: What hot smartphone do you have this week for us?
5: So, uh, just uh, this week, Sony announced their newest uh, smartphones. So it's the Xperia XZ1 and Xperia XZ1 Compact. And uh, we were fortunate enough to get a uh, first look and get our hands on the device for a little bit this week.
1: And what what are your thoughts?
5: Uh, well, I don't have too many in-depth thoughts. I only had about 30 to 45 minutes with it, so definitely not enough for a review. But basically what they're trying to do is uh, Sony, Sony's whole pitch with their phones is that they want it to replace your camera. So it's all about the camera for it. It's not going to be... Xperia XE1 isn't going to break the bank when it comes to the power in it, or even necessarily you know, new software features, but it does have one of the best cameras that I've seen on a smartphone, and that continues around here as well.
1: What what makes it better than the rest?
5: Uh, just the high resolution and the focus on it. For instance, if you look at like a Samsung phone or an Apple phone, the camera is indeed a huge part of it, but it's not the biggest biggest moment of it so sony with this uh the the xc1 they are trying to go with super slow motion for instance you can shoot in 960 fps super slow motion uh you can take images around uh of of, take pictures of an of you know an object and it can create kind of this 3d image there's a motion eye camera uh so they really focus on the features of being able to use this one phone for any type of you know video recording pictures it does support 4k video those types of things uh
1: does it matter about the megapixels anymore in these cameras really
5: it's if you are a huge uh photography junkie and you might notice the huge megapixel differences uh the the tiny differences that are created uh then then yes you will see a higher megapixel for instance uh the XZ1 has 19 megapixels uh, of its of its uh, rear camera, and then 13 on its front camera, which is higher than any of the other premium smartphones out there. Uh, so, it does you know provide a little tiny crispier bit of an image, but it's not you know it's not going to really be that much better when it comes to you know compared to let's say the Galaxy S8 or an iPhone.
1: So the, the features really come down to, uh, you talked about the, the focusing uh, and uh, and also things uh, like this, the slow motion feature, which is kind of a, a cool uh, uh, thing for, for taking video.
5: Yeah, it's all about the utility, not necessarily the hard, extreme power behind the camera, but the utility and what you'd be able to do with it. Um, otherwise, the phone, it doesn't, off the surface, it doesn't look like it's too much of a leap forward um all the other phones this year are going with this bezel-less look you know not increasing the phone but being able to increase the display the sony hasn't done that yet probably gonna have to wait maybe until 2018 for that but they have indeed just they're focusing on the camera they have their 3d creator like i said the motion Eye capture the super slow motion and that's really what they're going for
1: any uh, word on pricing on this one yet
5: no, they haven't uh, released any price yet, and nor a release date. But uh, it is it is going to be a little cheaper, uh, a little cheaper than some of their premium devices. But uh, I would I would expect in Canada, maybe around the eight hundred dollar mark uh, if you're to you know, uh, unlocked.
1: Thanks for joining us, Alex.
5: Thank you so much, Mike.
1: That was Alex Radu from IT World Canada. When we come back from the break, streaming this week on Netflix, Amazon, and Crave, some of our favorites. Stay tuned. You're back with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio. Before we uh, get to streaming this week with Netflix, Crave TV, and Amazon, we're going to head over here
3: to Graham with the hot streaming app of the week. What do you got, Graham? So this week's streaming app of the week is Livestream. A little bit on the nose, but this is available for iOS, Android, and Apple TV. Uh, live Stream is an app that connects you with live apps, uh, sorry, live events and news around the world. This is kind of as things happen in real time. So when you open the app for the first time, the first thing you'll see is the ability to log in with Facebook, which most of us do, or you can create an account attached to your email address. And from there, you can go through and add channels and event types. So they've actually got like TV channels or special events that are happening. Uh, the Dalai Lama actually had a speech that was broadcast live through this. Now you can follow friends, uh, get notifications when people go live. You can also see popular streams and watch previous broadcasts. You'll find that under the video tab. And when you're uh, watching a video, you can like, you can comment, and you can share with your contact list. So if you're feeling particularly ambitious, you can also buy a live stream broadcast hardware piece and stream live from, from your phone. So if you want to be a streamer, you can do that with this. So that is this week's streaming app of the week. It's called Livestream. Thank you, Graham. Now we're going to talk about what's uh, streaming as far
1: as TV shows and movies on some of the uh, popular streaming services. Streaming this week. Christina, what do we uh, got uh, with uh, Netflix?
4: Narcos Season 3 launches this week.
0: Cocaine cartels are about succession. The day Pablo went down, the Cali cartel became public enemy number one.
1: I have to say that I I love this series on Netflix. I watched the first two seasons, and it's one that you really have to pay attention to because a lot of it was in Spanish, so you had to read the subtitles as well. So this is not one to watch
3: while you're sleeping, and I'm so looking forward to season three here. Is this one with uh, Pablo Escobar? Is that the the story of this guy?
4: Yes. Yeah? Okay. So
3: I need to go home and watch season one and two to catch up for season three.
4: Yes. I'm interested to see where they're going to take season three because a lot happened in that season finale of two
1: what do we got, uh, else on Netflix, Christina?
4: Little Evil.
1: Remind me again how
4: Lucas was conceived.
2: You remember when I told you about that crazy time in my 20s where I joined that sort of, like, cult?
4: No, I don't
0: think you told me about that. The doomsday cult believes that a child will rise up from hell to rule mankind and to bring on the end of the world as we know it. I think we found that child. And now... You're his stepdad.
1: <laughs> this this looks uh, hilarious. I love Adam Scott. Uh, he was in uh, Parks and Recreation. Uh, he's been in a number of movies uh, as well. And uh, it looks like uh, this uh, is going to be a good movie.
4: Yeah, is this a Netflix original one? I think it is.
1: They, uh, they've been putting out some pretty good stuff. Uh, next up, we've got Black... Well, now I'm saying the Black Sea. We <laughs> found something.
4: One of Hitler's U-boats. Is just sitting on the seabed full of gold. I need men. Half British,
3: half Russian.
1: This is uh, an action movie. uh, Takes place in a submarine and uh, I guess a a group of guys going after Hitler's gold.
3: Yeah, I mean, the impressive thing about this one is the fact that they showed Jude Law losing his hair. I I think that's great. (laughs) That's the best part of it for you. I think so.
4: I think I'm going to skip this one.
1: Well, let's head over to uh, Crave TV and see uh, what they've uh, got going. What's uh, Crave got up uh, this week?
4: Designated Survivor. Secretary, need to put the phone
3: down. Mike, what the hell is going on? I said, put the phone yeah. down. Some kind of explosion.
1: I actually watched this on regular network TV. I forgot what ne- network it uh, was with, but now you can see the entire. Uh, First season uh, of this uh, show. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Canadian, uh, great actor. Uh, basically, the story of what happens if the entire U.S. government is wiped out. Uh, and this guy, I forget what he was. He was like at the very bottom, but he survived uh,
3: a terrorist attack. And so, does he go on to like take control of the government? Yeah, he becomes the president. That's amazing. Jack Bauer as the president. I would pay to see that. <laughs>
4: Aren't you kind of seeing something like that right now?
3: <laughs> Honestly, if uh, the current president was anything like Jack Bauer, I would actually celebrate. So, <laughs> let's uh, head over to uh, Amazon
1: Prime. Uh, if you've got uh, Amazon uh, Prime service, you actually uh, have uh, access to their uh, their video uh, as well, TVs and uh, movies. And I know this this one is a favorite of yours, Christina.
4: Dirty Dancing.
1: I actually don't have any dialogue from the movie. I just have the music. But well, uh, the music I think, is I think fantastic. Every, I think every
3: woman loves this movie.
4: Also, the soundtrack is fantastic. It well, really is.
3: Believe it or not, this actually inspired me to become a competitive ballroom dancer. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next one, Christina?
4: Indecent Proposal. Some
2: things are
3: for sale. Such as.
2: But you can't buy people.
3: What are you saying? You can't buy love? That's a bit of a cliche, don't you think?
2: It's absolutely true. Well, let's test the cliche. Suppose I were
5: to offer you $1 million for one night with your wife.
1: $1 million. This uh, was a big movie back in 93. uh, 93. Robert Redford, Demi Moore, Woody Harrelson. Now you can see it again uh, on Amazon. There you go. $1 million to have one night with Woody Harrelson's wife.
3: Or Robert Redford, depending on which side of the coin you're on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What else uh, we got uh, on uh, Amazon Prime?
4: We have Wedding Crashers.
5: This summer, two
1: people will
2: come together to celebrate the sanctity of marriage.
5: It's wedding season, kid.
0: Crashing weddings. We are going to have tons and tons of opportunities to meet gorgeous ladies that
5: are so aroused by the thought of marriage that they'll throw their inhibitions to the wind. And who's going to be there to catch them?
1: Well, it'll be uh, Vince Vaughn and uh, Owen Wilson.
3: This uh, comedy, uh, great, uh, great movie. It's uh, a little known fact that uh, the spate of wedding crashings went up 40% after the release of this film. Huge rash of them across the country. Just terrible.
4: Stop making up news, Graham. <laughs> 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 okay,
1: let's switch gears now and talk about the crazy app of the week. What do we got, Christina.
4: This week, our crazy app of the week is Fog of World. Now, this is a pricey one, six ninety nine.
1: Okay, it's it's crazy. It's a little weird, but it could be kind of fun at the same time. So, if you've ever played uh, any of these uh, video games where you have to explore a world and the world is only revealed to you uh as you kind of go into it and you know kind of the fog is lifted uh this is the same thing but in real life
3: yes that is called the fog of war and essentially as you explore the map in games like warcraft and starcraft and world of warcraft now essentially it unlocks the map as you go places and just like in those video games you actually get uh, badges and experience and points for exploring these spaces they've gamified the whole thing Fog of world,
1: so it's seven bucks that 's pretty pricey, but it 's kind of interesting like it shows you because it 's using the GPS uh, on your phone exactly what areas you've been in, for example in your your town or city, which makes it fun to explore other neighborhoods that you might not have gone to and you know when i 'm traveling to other cities like new york uh, uh, or down in San francisco I find i tend to go to the same places, restaurants, and neighborhoods all the time. This would make it fun to explore other areas.
3: And this is actually something that I kind of did when I moved to Vancouver is, you know, I would go to a destination and kind of know how to get to that one space. And then I'd go to a second destination, know how to get to that second space. And then eventually you travel from point A to point B and unlock the space between. So I, in my head, I was mentally unlocking that, the map. It's kind of cool to have an <laughs> app to do that now. Again, Fog of Worlds, 7 bucks,
1: a little pricey, but for some it might be fun. Brothers, crazy. Uh, Graham, I know you're a big Star Wars buff and Force Friday has just happened. Uh, You've got a Star Wars app?
3: I I do. Uh, So this is actually Star Wars, the app, and they've actually brought this out from StarWars.com. And this thing is kind of really cool because it does have this neat soundboard where you have all of the quotes from the characters. But the cool thing is this new Find the Force mode, which actually uses the augmented reality uh, in iOS 11 and in Android to use the camera to go find people. So you can actually go find Star Wars characters out in the universe. I think that's really funky. When we come back, Travel App of the Week with Christina. Stay
1: tuned. You're back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here. It's that time of the program to talk with Christina. Travel App of the Week. Brought to you by Always Online Wireless, prepaid SIM cards for international travelers. Get yours at AlwaysOnlineWireless.com. What do you got for us, Christina?
4: This week's travel app of the week is TripIt. This one is available both on Android and iOS and is free. It is uh, ad-supported, though, so if you'd like to get rid of those ads, you can opt for the paid version. This app will take some of the hassle out of building your travel itinerary. So it parses your email. You have to connect it, of course, to your email account, and it will parse your email for confirmations of hotels and um, flights and any attractions that you've booked and puts them all into an itinerary for you automatically.
1: You know what's so funny? This this has actually been around for uh, a while now, this app, and I travel a lot. And I'm a mess every time I travel. I'm just like constantly going through my emails to try to find all my itineraries. And I should just be using this.
4: I think the key term that you just dropped there was that you're a mess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And this is uh, Christina's last uh, app show (laughs) (laughs) that she's uh, ever on. Thank you, Christina. (laughs) Thank you. That's all the time we have left. Mike, Christina, and Graham logging off. We'll see you again next time. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.